1: And even...
2: Checkout's not until 4, so...
1: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m., the 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Mather Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome. It's our number two. Our two is ready to go. Talking baseball. And now that it's all over, what did we learn from the Atlanta Braves taking three of four from the Dodgers in that National League Showdown series? Also, is this Max Scherzer injury story something or nothing for the Texas Rangers? And how are things looking for Cody Bellinger? Chicago Cub slugger as he gets closer to free agency. We'll talk about all that and more right now. Here it is, our number two, a battle in La La Land. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We're doing it live on a Labor Day in the air, everywhere, shoulder to shoulder. As we take a walk coast to coast, border to border, and beyond, on the vast and voicelessly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the shelves as the hot takes are flying off the shelves. We are broadcasting live. From the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com, will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And our lead this hour coming from the National League. The very top of the National League, the upper crust. As the Dodgers and Braves wrapped up the weekend throwdown in Los Angeles, closing it out, showdown, top of the National League. It's fair to say that the Atlanta Braves are going to have the top record in the National League, and should they end up in the NLCS, they will end up as having home field advantage. We determined that based on what we've seen over the last four days. I don't know if you watched it or not. Bobby Miller tossing seven dominant innings against a Brave lineup that is not exactly full of holes there. And Los Angeles picking up a 3-1 to win. And they avoid a sweep at the hands of Atlanta. The Braves end up taking three of four. One of those games went to extra innings. The first game was a high-scoring uh, matchup. The Braves barely holding off. The Dodgers, but they did win three or four. So let us discuss the question. What did we learn? What did we learn from the Braves and Dodgers matchup in Los Angeles? My observations, we've got the 50-50 raffle ticket, French Army, and redistricting. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make The Baba We're going to make the Baba Now, number number one. The big takeaway, the thing that I learned Braves, Dodgers, it is validation. This series was confirmation, is what it was. The Dodgers and Braves are the top two dogs in the National League. Everyone else, a pretender. There is a wide gap between the top of the field and everybody else in Atlanta had better pitching, although they gave up their share of runs in this series. They had better pitching than L.A. in this matchup over the weekend. But when they play down the line, and they should play, they need to play down the line if they can weather the storm early on in the playoffs here. If you look at this matchup, it is a toss-up situation. The Braves, if you look at that Atlanta team, They won an extra inning game on Saturday, the shootout on Thursday. They lose the game on Sunday. The forecast, the long-term forecast calls for these teams to duke it out in October. And it is like a 50-50 raffle ticket of a matchup. It could go any way, any direction, Dodgers and Braves. Now, important to note, the Dodgers did not pitch their top starting pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, in this series. He's starting The game on Tuesday, Dodgers have the day off. Why? Why any team in baseball has the day off on Labor Day is beyond me. But the Dodgers have the day off, and so they'll play the Marlins on Tuesday in Miami. And Kershaw is going to start that game. The Dodgers also possibly will get a break. Walker Bueller, who's been gone with Tommy John surgery, had his first minor league appearance as he works his way back into the big league rotation. The question is, will the Dodgers toss him out there in a high leverage situation in the playoffs? I say why not, but they are known to protect their pitchers. And so they have to figure out whether or not Bueller's going to be able to go and if he can be a, a, a difference maker in the postseason. But the Dodgers figure to be a different team in a month from now, as will the Atlanta Braves. And the great thing about the postseason, as we have learned over the years, it does not matter. You can have the greatest regular season team. Dodgers had the greatest regular season team in baseball last year. And they went out and they puked. They took a ride on the Vomit Comet. And the only thing that stands out in October, the great thing about it is who can overcome tight took his syndrome and who can get it done in the moment. In the moment, that's what matters most. Now, turn to the page. Interesting story. Not exactly warm and fuzzy out of Arlington. As we talk baseball here to begin this hour number two, we go to Arlington where over the weekend, Rangers starter Max Scherzer, the big pickup from the Metropolitans, left his start after six innings and 88 pitches. He claimed he had tightness in his forearm, Alarm bells going off. He told reporters after the game it was mostly a precautionary decision. He said Scherzer claiming that it was he was at his limit. He said uh, said his shoulder and his arm were good, but he wanted to avoid putting undue pressure on himself and putting himself in a dangerous position. So let's discuss the question: Is this Max Scherzer leaving of a start early with an injury something or nothing? So the arrow on this one is pointing towards something. It is a harbinger of things to come. And I I saw this firsthand several years back when Scherzer was pitching for the Dodgers. They acquired him from the Washington Nationals for that natitude. And the Dodgers needed Max Scherzer to start against the Atlanta Braves in the 2021 postseason. They needed him to start game six. He said, I can't do it. Oh, my aching arm. I cannot do it. And he said, well, maybe I'll pitch in Game 7. where well, there was no Game 7. Because they didn't win Game 6. And Scherzer bl- then blamed the Dodgers. And Max Scherzer, since he left the Nationals, he is an honorary member of the French Army. Uh, he, he goes into retreat mode late in the season. In, in the fun zone, he is the drama-o-rama ride. But he has a tendency to check out. He has a tendency to check out. Big game, you need Scherzer to step up. You need him to go out there and pitch with perseverance, show determination, you know, finish the the start, put the team on his back. All those hokey clichés, hammer away, and uh, he's often the one in the training room with a bag of ice on his shoulder ready to toss in the sponge we saw it with the Dodgers. He got lit up with the Mets in the postseason. Now he's with the Rangers. And he's up to his old shenanigans yet again. And my advice to my friends in Arlington, the Rangers simply cannot depend on Mad Max to step up to the challenge in late season games in both the regular season and the postseason. Hasn't been that guy, pal. He hadn't been that guy for a number of years. All right, final point. So a lot of wild guessing going on. We're not even done with the regular season. People are already looking ahead to the hot stove league and some people putting their scuba gear on and going down to the bottom of the free agency ocean. In the middle of all of that is an outfielder for the Chicago Cubs who can play first base, Cody Bellinger, who is likely to cash in. He's had a big return to glory season in Chicago. Now we are told to expect a... Bidding war, the latest report says a bidding war between the Yankees, Giants, and Padres for Cody Bellinger. Unless he runs into some kind of roadblock we're making it rain. Now, Bob Nightingale tells us that Cody Bellinger is seeking a deal worth more than $200 million. Which is all fine and dandy. I'm sure... That there are many players that would like $200 million contracts. I know some gas bags that would like $200 million contracts. So the question on this one, how are things looking for Cody Bellinger in free agency at this point, based on this latest reporting? So we are at the part of the Bellinger story where we're in the redistricting phase, meaning that Super Agent Scott Morris, who already took a shot at the Dodgers, implied that it was their fault that Bellinger stunk for two years. Scott Boris has a lot of friends who are baseball writers. And it makes sense. If you were a baseball writer, you'd want to be friendly with Scott Boris because he knows everything. He's the most powerful man in baseball. And so Boris right now is using his sock puppets in the baseball media to redistrict the, the maps, his preferred destinations for Cody Bellinger. He's got it all planned out. It's all wishful thinking. It would be malpractice for anyone to give Cody Bellinger $200 million based on one good season. He's been great. I'm going to sit here behind these microphones and say that Bellinger has not been wonderful in the bubble of playing at Wrigley Field for the Cubs. He's been great. But how do you know for sure that this is not a mirage? And are you going to pay what could be a one-off because Bellinger was completely overmatched by big league pitching in both 2021 and 2022. Looked like he should be selling insurance rather than playing professional baseball. And now everyone's supposed to just zip their lips up right now because Bellinger's had a big season in 2023. But yet, he was waist-deep in quicksand. Utter garbage. So much so that the Dodgers said goodbye to a guy that was an MVP for their team. They, they, they said, we don't, we're not going to even offer you a contract. You're that useless. Get out of here. And so he goes to Chicago. He plays well. Now, Bellinger's going to get a contract. But but if I'm in charge, I'm not paying Cody Bellinger $200 million. Are you kidding me? But all it takes is one sucker. And Scott Boris knows better than just about anybody in the world, there's always a sucker out there. There's always some owner who's horny to make the big free agent signing, that's willing to overpay. Lately, that's, that owner's been in San Diego. That's been the way it's, it's gone. But I would pay Bellinger for three years. I'd pay him $75 million. That seems like it's chump change in modern baseball. But I would not go $200 million. But it's not my money, so keep your eyes peeled. But I do like the fact that they're already planting Scott Boris and his agency leaking information to certain baseball writers, in this case Bob Nightingale, to try to redistrict and plan out the bidding war for Cody Bellinger. It is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to comment on any of this, you can join us here at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. And just think, from now until mid-February, every week following this week, when we crack the microphones on a Sunday into a Monday morning, it will be all about the NFL. We'll be rehashing what happened in the NFL, the good, the bad and the ugly, those that get flushed down the drain, uh, and those that dominate, and all in between. But for now, we can talk some baseball here this week and also college football. We started the show. Uh, about an hour ago, we ranted and raved about Dion Sanders and his debut Brian Kelly. At LSU, as they got cooked by Florida State, total failure, according to Brian Kelly, who prior to the game was singing a different song, but that's usually how it works. That's usually how it works. A big league owner is under attack for being a bully. A bully. A big league owner under attack for bully ball. We'll get to that and we will do it next. And relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
0: weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
3: iHeartRadio app.
5: Calling all Maller militia foot soldiers. We need your helping hand to gain new recruits by posting and tagging Maller Show-related content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all social networks. You are the special ingredient needed to influence others to join our mysterious nocturnal platoon known as the Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben
3: Maller. Started out talking some baseball. Dodgers and Braves played over the weekend as we wind down the baseball season. The month of September, the playoffs right around the corner here. And supermarket Steve writes in here. Also wants to yap about something we mentioned with Cody Bellinger. The seed being planted on where Bellinger is going to end up. In free agency, Scott Boris making sure to plant a story about that. And Supermarket Steve says, Cody Bellinger was ruined by the shift. If the shift was still around, he would be batting 150 with 30 or so dingers. Well, according to Scott Boris, the super agent there for Major League Baseball, and who happens to be Cody Bellinger's right-hand man there, Uh, He said, no, it's because the Dodgers forced Bellinger to play while he was hurt. And then I did like the fact, we mentioned this last week at the end of the week, how Scott Boris then had to clarify what he was saying. He had to clarify what he was saying in order to not piss off the Dodgers because that's one team. If you're Scott Boris, you can take shots at the Oakland A's or the Royals because they're not going to sign any of your clients. It doesn't matter. They're, they're not a team that you deal with. There are 30 Major League Baseball teams. But realistically, the teams that bid on Scott Boras' clients, there's probably about a dozen, if that many. About a dozen. you got the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Mets. In theory, those teams, the Dodgers. You've got the, the Cubs occasionally, not now. The Texas Rangers, the Padres, the Phillies, the Atlanta Braves in theory would be on that list and a few other teams. And that's how it goes. I wait for my board to be reset. A big league owner under attack for bully ball. What is this all about, you say? Well, Dateline, San Diego, explosive story over the weekend involving the pod squad. Uh Padres have been spending a lot of money. A lot of money. They're one of the big ticket teams You just, had them on that list of teams that Scott Boris negotiates with, but the guy that owns the Padres, the feel-good owner, who's spending Who? all kinds of money on the Padre roster there, has been accused of being a business bully. Peter Seidler is his name. Who? You don't he's the grandson Who? of Walter O'Malley. The bums. When they moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles in 1958, he's been owning the Padres since 2020. He's been spending tons of money. But Peter Seidler called out, big story in the New York Post over the weekend, saying that the Padres owner owns a company that, according to the allegations, has been playing dirty with mom-and-pop businesses. And it, it's all about franchising of martial arts. Say what? Let me explain here. So there was a a lawsuit filed. And the company that Peter Seiler, one of the companies that Peter Seiler runs, ended up overtaking this massive uh, mixed martial arts franchise business. There's this big group. And they oversee your neighborhood mixed martial arts uh, uh, operation. right? And so... There is a lawsuit filed in federal court last year alleging that these people that were part of this martial arts outfit, the the mom-and-pop businesses, were tricked into becoming operators after being given false promises, including the amount of profit they were going to make from the karate studio and the amount of hours they were going to have to use to operate them. And it goes into great detail here that they were given the old bait and switch. They signed up, and then it's like, "Yeah, you'll make a lot of money, but you have to work a certain amount of money, a certain amount of hours, and these people thought they wouldn't have to work that hard. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, and so the lawsuit is claiming that the guy that, Owns the Padres. It's been spending all this money, has this amazing reputation. People in San Diego love this guy. He's the greatest owner in the history of San Diego sports, Peter Seidler. But he is, when he's not running the Padres, penny pincher, penny pincher, Peter Seidler. Uh, and they have the third biggest payroll in baseball, the San Diego Padres. Xander Bogarts, who can't even figure out how to run the bases since he left the Red Sox. Is on that list. Manny Machado, they, they paid the steroid guy big money to tease. He's got the big money. And the Padres have not only been a baseball team, they've been abject failures this season. Uh-oh. But we'll see what happens with this lawsuit. And uh, the uh, owner of the team there, the Padres, again, being called out that he's apparently been trying to silence <laughs> these these, uh, these people here. And it's his equity, his, a Seidler Equity Partners Group. And these these hedge fund operators, these are the people, man. These are the people that stir the Who pot is here. that, Shirley? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones, and we'll say hello to Pete in Pittsburgh. It must be a holiday if Peter's calling in. Hello, Pete ha- happy, in Pittsburgh. Happy
4: Labor Day, Ben. Do you hear me?
3: No, I can't
4: hear you. Okay, happy Labor Day, America. We're making a comeback. Don't worry about these past couple of years. It's going to get better. We're going to make it. Donald Trump is coming back. Yeah. Uh, America is going to come back. We we love this country. We love freedom. We love now, Pete, Labor Day. Pete, you've Memorial always been Day. kind of against
3: labor, though, Pete. You've always been well, against
4: labor. I have not labored much in my life, but no. I appreciate those who have. Uh,
3: no, I, I, I've known you for a long time, and you've never been like the kind of guy that's you out there. You haven't labored
4: there. very much either. You're on the radio. Well, that is true. Wait you, a minute. Who's making touche. that dumb laugh track in the you, background?
3: You do not like the laugh track. I what's, don't what's like What's wrong guy. with the laugh track? You, no, that You hear me? You're being distracted, Pete. You're a professional radio caller. I thought and you got
4: rid of Roberto. The call screen was really nice to me. Really?
3: He must not know you. Shea doesn't know. new. that other guy, too, the
4: nerdy guy with the glasses and blonde hair.
3: I don't know what you're talking about. But here's a fun fact, Pete. The guy that's screening the calls here, I bet he was like a toddler when he first started calling Fox Sports Radio. How about that?
4: Does, does America know that you're going to TV?
3: No, I don't think so. I don't think America's prepared for me to be on well, TV. man, no.
4: Listen, you're on a national radio show. If, you, if you're in the marketing, you better tell everybody.
3: Now, Peter, are you going to be watching? That's the question
4: Absolutely. All right. I can't believe this is the most exciting thing I've heard. That's why I'm calling you tonight. You're going to do Benny versus Penny, and it's going to be on TV. Yeah. And America loves you. A lot of people follow you on Twitter. I'm in shock.
3: This is amazing, Pete. You never thought, now you told me years ago that I was destined to be just a failure as an overnight no, guy. Absolutely. You told me I that. said that yes.
4: sarcastically. I yes. always knew how talented you are. Do you yes. hear how great your voice is? I love women, but you have a really nice voice.
3: Well, Pete, please. I mean, we're all like you.
4: Pete, right? I mean, Pete. You know what I mean? Like you have a very yeah, strong, structured voice where you could turn on people. Now you try You're turning us it. on now, on the radio. You, you know what you're doing.
3: Uh, calm down, Pete. Keep your pants on. Now, Peter, I feel like you're trying to butter me up now because I'm doing a TV show, so now no. you want to be my friend again because you, you haven't called in a long time, and then you see that news, and now, now you've, you've popped out of the woodwork, and you're like, hey, let me call Mallor up because maybe I, I get a cameo on the TV show
4: are you celebrities? Let's talk. I called for one reason tonight to let America know the Pittsburgh Steelers are back. It's been a while. You know, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Famer, we thank you. But we have Kenny Pickett now. We have a defense. Air, 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 is, hey, Ben, this is getting corny right now with all this soundtrack. I'm, I not, I'm not controlling
3: any of the drops here. I have no control no, it, over the it, drops. It's
4: overdone. Whoever is controlling it, it's overdone. But it's air, air, air,
3: you're getting frustrated, Pete. I, I don't know. Now, now they're frustrated. playing more drops, Pete, because you're being annoyed. So now they're playing more drops on the show.
4: What do you think about the Steelers going to, to this season?
3: Well, I like the Steelers. I, I like the – well, Mike Tomlin, I would have been a Tomlin guy because he's always uh, – there's a lot – there's a good physicality with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the way they play defense. But uh, they are a team that's you
4: – know, So you're, you're telling me you're not even following it?
3: Well, no, no, I am following it. I am do following you know it. how good we're going to be? You're not going to be that good.
4: Oh, we're not going to be okay. that good. That's what no, I mean. You're not, not that following good. it, Ben. You're too busy with no, the TV you're too, show. No, you're too
3: far into the middle there, Pete. you want
4: to Pete. impress us on the radio, you better follow this. You better really be in-depth with what's going on here. Benny versus Penny.
3: Yeah, I am. It's going to be start, debuts on oh, Friday you're a on television. Madonna,
4: ben. you Ben. You've gotten too big for your own, Bruce. <laughs> I've got
3: too big for own, <laughs> All
4: right.
3: All night. right, Pete. Hang up on yourself. Material. Uh, Jonathan in Delaware says, please, uh, gong Pete. He's effing horrible, uh, horrible caller who needs a pop filter on his sed- headset and also has been very creepy, he says, uh, towards uh, women in his community. Yeah, Well, he does work at a ballet there, Jonathan, in Pittsburgh, from what I, from what I understand. Fergcat says, with calls like that, it's easy to see why Eddie's such a big fan of the legend Pete in Pittsburgh understandable i'm not playing unless i get mine brawl we'll get to that story a follow-up on that story also later this hour we have mallard of the third degree i will do all of it but right now let's get you caught up on everything going on in the overnight and we bounce the microphone over to eddie garcia who will run around with games of note
5: I don't know what that p- person was talking about. I love Pete in Pittsburgh. What are you talking about, fellow Steeler fan? We're we're
3: tight, uh, Pete and I. Furcat uh, say he did say you're a big fan of the legend Pete in Pittsburgh. Yeah, one hundred percent accurate. And that would not be you playing those sound bites because that would be wrong of you to do that. That would be inappropriate to try to annoy. No, him. no, Pete I don't have the Pittsburgh. ability
5: to do that kind of thing. No. no, I just read the scores. I don't have nothing. No highlights. You nothing. None of that stuff.
3: Stay in your lane. Maybe it was Parker the Snow Dog that was in here and hitting buttons. With his paw. I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Okay. Uh, let's start with some college
5: football. We had a battle of ranked teams, two teams in the top 10, the only battle of ranked teams from week one of college football, and was pretty good game for a half. Second half, though, eighth ranked Florida State pulls away from fifth ranked LSU for a 45 24 victory. LSU led by three at the half, were outscored 32 7 in the second half. Seminoles quarterback Jordan Travis, a big game, 342 yards passing with five touchdowns, four through the air, and one on the ground in the victory. 18th ranked Oregon State had their way at San Jose State. 42-17 Beavers quarterback DJ Ungalale. The transfer from Clemson. Five touchdowns, three passing, two rushing in the victory. And Big Ten in season opener for both the Rutgers and Northwestern. The Scarlet Knights with a 24-7 win over the Wildcats. In baseball games of note, yeah, the Giants being shut up by the Padres 4-0. San Francisco dropping 3-4 of four against San Diego in that series. The Diamondbacks lose to the Orioles 8-5. Baltimore still leading the AL East by 2.5 on Tampa Bay Rays beat the Guardians 6-2. Reds fall hard to the Cubs, 15-7. Chicago scoring seven times in the eighth inning. E and half, three hits, drove in four. Chicago, three and a half, back in Milwaukee. In that NL Central race, the Brewers did lose to the Phillies, 4-2. And the Marlins drop off a four-game series sweep of the Nationals, 6-4 in the finale. Miami now in a four-way tie for the final wild card spot in the National League, along with San Francisco, Arizona, and Cincinnati. Mariners lose to the Mets, 6-3. Pete Alonzo for New York, two homers. He's got 40 on the season, 100 runs driven in as well. Yankees wrap up a three-game sweep in Houston with a 6-1 win over the Astros, while the Rangers edge the Twins 6-5 on Dallas. Garcia's walk-off solo homer in the night, so Texas moves to a tie with Houston, and they're both one game back of Seattle in that AL West race. Blue Jays down the Rockies, 7-5. Toronto's a game and a half out in the uh, AL wildcard race behind both Houston and Texas. And the Dodgers avoid being swept in a four game series in LA as they get a 3-1 win over the Braves. I know you're very excited to know about the US men's basketball team losing in the FIBA World Cup to oh, Lithuania. Eddie. Oh I my god.
3: i flag Eddie. I can't believe
5: it. 110-104 Fire Steve Kerr immediately. Team USA losing to DeMontis Sabonis and Jonas Valančiūnas who Apparently, our NBA players are, were at one time. Uh, USA still advancing well, though. the from Sacramento, quarterfinals. Uh, they've got a 4-1 Bad record. basketball knowledge there. Uh, up next, they will face Italy on Tuesday. We will all be glued to our televisions. I'm told by one of my friends who matchup. loves
3: basketball that the rebounding is an issue for Team USA. Because you have to work hard to get rebounds. and Apparently, they're not working that hard. But the story here, Eddie, in college football. How about this? Texas State, Eddie. A 27-and-a-half-point underdog over the weekend. They beat Baylor. Oh, my. Yeah,
5: and did Somewhere you know? Somewhere Greg Toohey is doing a dance. Famous, oh, uh, famous yeah. Bobcat alum.
3: There you go. But the uh, Texas Tech, 27-and-a-half-point dogs. They beat Baylor. The Texas State program brought in 51 new scholarship players. The only school that brought in more was Colorado with Deion Sanders. And how much did uh, Texas State get paid to beat Baylor? Oh, I, I see you're going to bring up Fresno State. I knew you were going to bring that up. I don't know the amount of money that Texas te- State got paid. Well, you, you but
5: mentioned but Fresno State got paid $1.5 to go and beat Purdue. But i got to imagine. I didn't mention that. You mentioned that. Yeah, I did mention that. I did I mention, mention that. that. Did yeah, mention you just that.
3: mentioned it. I didn't mention uh, it. So you i, I got to
5: imagine that, that they got at least that much, right, from Baylor? Baylor's got more uh, money than uh, Purdue, you would think.
3: I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to see if we can figure out how much. It's closer travel, though, right? Don't they have to cover the travel? Isn't that also part of the deal? Because Fresno had to travel to Indiana for that game with Purdue. And all I, I don't
5: know how that works as far as the payment and where it goes and what it's Doesn't for. Doesn't that, that include
3: kind of some stuff. of the travel costs and all that stuff? I thought it It's did. possible. It's possible. Yeah, did you? I assume you watched the Fresno State uh, game. Every
5: second of every it. Every
3: second. Of glorious, it, were, glorious
5: victory. Had a smile from year
3: to year. Yeah, you you want to be a- honest to God, truth. Yeah.
5: It it made my whole day. And my wife is smart. She took advantage. She's like, Oh, you're in a really good mood. Let's yeah. do all these honey do lists around the house. I'm like, You know what? I don't even. Let's do it. Let's do all of it. I don't care. I'm I'm so happy. We'll do whatever you want to do. Want to do yard work? Want to do whatever? Let's yeah. do
3: it. Okay. So, you had a smile on your face. You had your Fresno State gear on. You had the flag out in front of your house, right? You had the Fresno That's State right. flag That's going right. That's 100% right. I know yep. the whole routine now. Now, your whole your whole shtick when Fresno State wins a game. Do, do they have another money game coming they up They do. Uh,
5: a couple of weeks, they'll be at Arizona State. Oh, you know, well, that, they should 10P. be at Arizona State. You going to go to that I, game? I think I am going to that game. You're, gonna, sure, you're yeah. that
3: excited? You're going to make yeah. a little road trip, huh? Yeah. You going to drive over to Phoenix for the day there, huh, Eddie?
5: I, I think I am, yeah. All
3: right. Enjoy yourself. Mallard, meet and greet. Yeah. Tempe. I've, I've made that drive a couple times where I just drove out for a few hours and then drove back. You going to do that or are you going to spend No, I'll
5: night? stay. I'll stay and come back on Sunday.
3: No, oh. okay. Because I know a good place is a, a truck stop out in the Arizona desert. You can stop there and sleep.
5: I, I know you know good and, truck stops, airport hotels, you know, all those <laughs> kinds of places. I, of
3: course. Uh, man of the people. Condolences. <laughs> Sad news, Eddie. Road dog Nick passed away. We found out over the weekend. Friend of... Our friend, Moving Man Matt, there in Boston, Road Dog Nick. Uh, the, the demons got him, so rest in peace, Road Dog Nick. We've, I, we've heard a lot of stories about Road Dog Nick over the years from Moving Man Matt, and he'll hopefully be calling in. I don't know if he's going to call in now or, or uh, sometime this week, and he'll give us the lowdown. Robin writes in says, I love Pete. Where has he been my whole life? It's uh, from, from Robin. Uh, well, Pete in Pittsburgh has been hiding out in Pennsylvania. And he has worked at a adult establishment. I don't know if he still works at the ballet or and I don't know if he works there or not, but back in the day he famous, you know, it was one of Howard Stern's callers back when Stern was good. Uh, I was one of Stern's regular callers. And famously uh, the, the great Pete in Pittsburgh story when I got whacked by the company in '09, Pete in Pittsburgh called up complaining on the Stern show and uh, dropped my name. Of course, Howard Stern had no idea who I was, but he dropped my name on the show to complain, to voice his displeasure with the move and the company realizing what a great mistake they made six months and 26 days later after that fateful decision, they decided to hire me back. They said, you know what, let's go back. Let's go back to Maller one more time. There you go. Uh, Chip in the Qs writes in you know, regarding the story we gave you about the Padres owner Peter Seidler. New York Post has a big story about... Peter Seidler being a bully in his other business outside of baseball. Chip says Peter Seidler is a well-known tightwad. Rumor has it he's so cheap he locks up all the paper clips at night before going home. Yeah. Uh, well, he can't be as cheap as the old Reds owner from a million years ago, Marge Schott. I can't be that cheap. right? That, I mean, that's next-level cheap. She would repackaged donuts, uh, leftover donuts. I mean, the stories on her are legendary from back in the back in the day. Anyway, I'm not playing unless I get mine, bro. That's a Blake Snell story. Blake Snell, infamous on this show for his ridiculous comments during the global pandemic, the meathead pitcher for the San Diego Padres. Padres are going nowhere this year. One of the great underachieving teams in baseball over the last generation considering the player payroll. Third in baseball, Padres. Will not qualify for the playoffs, but Blake Snell loves him fish tacos. He loves San Diego, and he wants to stay with the Padres. There's one problem. The Padres have not opened negotiations on a new contract, and Blake Snell heading towards free agency, but would like to get a contract extension. He is going to be the number one, number one pitcher available on the market which means the teams that need pitching, like the Red Sox and the Mets and others, will be bidding on the pitcher from the Padres there by the name of Blake Snell. I would like to see him go to New York. He will be eaten alive by the New York market. That would be wonderful for me. Um, Blake Snell, just glorious to watch him pitch there in New York and be uh, torn apart. He's 30 years old which means he's got a couple of years left where he can be an effective starting pitcher. And then after that, the slow decline. But here's another guy. You look at Blake Snell, much like Cody Bellinger, now not, as, not as pronounced as Bellinger, where Bellinger was, ter- was just horrific and now has been terrific for the Cubs this year. But the last couple of years, Blake Snell, kind of just a guy, not that good. And now here is a free agent year, and he's... Got an ERA of two and a half. And he's been one of the more effective starting pitchers in baseball. He's talked about being a Cy Young candidate, even though the Padres are not uh, not a playoff team. Not going to be close to a playoff team by the time it's all done. Time now for the instant trivia. Here we go. Blank led touchdowns in 20-plus air yard catches in 2022. Again, blank led. touchdowns. All tight ends in 20-plus air yard catches in 2022. That is the Insta Trivia, the answer, and Mallard of the third degree. We'll get to it. We'll do it next.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: You can listen to the Ben Maller Show
5: how you want, when you want, with podcasting. Some P1s find themselves binge listening to classic episodes, while others like to space things out. Either way, by subscribing to the free Ben Maller Show in Fifth Hour with Ben Maller Podcasts, you help this overnight dinghy stay afloat and annoy the executive kingpins who don't understand why you listen. And now live from the TireAct.com Fox Sports Radio studios,
3: it's Ben Maller. And here is the Insta Trivia. Blank led all tight ends in 20-plus air yard catches in 2022. Who? That is the question. What is the answer as the new NFL season kicks off on Thursday with the Chiefs favorite at home? Orange and blue blood. Brett's going with Dan Snyder. Dr. Octopus from Asher. Dr. Doom guessed by Cat. Who else do we have? Larry Boa. From Mr. Nice Guy, T.J. Hawkinson of Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Doug Williams tossed out by Shane of Des Moines. Uh, Who else do we have? Page down. Crazy Legs Hirsch from Mark in Santa Monica. Kellen Winslow from Steve the Misplaced San Diegan. Kyle Pitts from Robbie the Falcon fan. Joan Rivers, there's quite the name, from Johnny Q. Who else do we have? Rulon Jones, guessed by Tony. That's his answer. General Booty from Ryan. Lou Holtz, guessed by Sean in Portland. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, it's a former Oakland Raider tight end. The ghost, Dave Casper. Dave Casper, a fine answer. Uh, You're incorrect, Eddie. It is a former Raider, though. Darren Waller. Darren Waller now playing for the New York football Giants. And he missed eight games last season, but he still had the most twenty-plus air yard catches. Here we go! It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Fire it. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we say hello to Shea. It's Club Shea, who's in for the Kubaloo. Hey
1: Ben, how we doing?
3: Jay, you sound full of energy and excitement. You're glad to be here. I can tell. Oh, it's it's
4: Labor Day weekend. you kidding me? It's my favorite yes, holiday ever.
3: Exactly. So what do we have on the third degree?
4: So Chowder out of Michigan indicates the Lions had, quote, good dialogue, unquote, on contract extensions for Jared Goff. Does he stay with Detroit long term? All right, so
3: I would be surprised if something gets done before the season opener, which is obviously a few days away. The ball is in Jared Goff's court. The Lions did leak this, which indicates they are in negotiation, so there could be an announcement before the kickoff. But if I'm the Lions, I wait a little bit. There's not going to be a bidding war for Jared Goff. I want to see if he can do what he did last year again before I pay him. That's if I'm the Lions. If I'm Jared Goff, I take the money right now. He's got two years left on his contract. It's not urgent. For the Lions or for him, but sign the contract if you're golf before the Lions get onto you and they realize that this is probably not the move to make. Next!
4: Some news out of Vegas. NFL teams reportedly keeping an eye out on the Raiders for a potential fire cell. Ben, yeah. how do you see this playing out in Vegas?
3: So the Raiders are one of those teams that are teetering on the brink of the abyss. They, they're they stuck in no man's land, not as talented as the Chiefs or Chargers in the AFC West. So they're fighting with the Broncos to avoid the seller in the division. And you look around. Secondly, Josh McDaniels is still trying to get his guys, in air quotes, on the roster, which means a slow start from Vegas. And that will trigger the panic alarm bells in, in the Raider facility. Raiders open up with the Broncos, Bills, on the road, Steelers at home, and the Chargers. So they're looking at one and three or zero oh and four. the The turning point game is against the Broncos. They they lose that game here to begin the year. And then they play at Buffalo. That's a loss. The Steelers. That's a loss. They're zero oh and three, and then all bets are off. Next,
4: the Angels are said to still be over the luxury the luxury tax threshold despite recent release of six players. What do you make of this?
3: Yeah, so this is interesting. Now, they, I understand they did just get over that. They put catcher Max Stace, Stassi on the uh, the injured list, and he's going to miss the rest of the year, so they're, they're under that. But those trades were supposed to clear the way. It's a classic economic blunder by the, the bean counters for the Angels. And the, the only reason to get rid of all those guys is to get under the luxury tax, and they still had to get rid of another player to get under the number. It makes no sense. It's an embarrassment. The Angels did the right thing by going for it and then they they've screwed it up since then. How did we do quickly?
2: Quickly! I won! I told me I won! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.